Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 135. I'm in day, let's see, 10 of isolation, self-isolation. No, two weeks, 14? <laughs> you gotta figure it I've out. lost all track of time here. It's been almost two weeks working from home for me, uh, going outside maybe once a day. Sometimes I don't go outside. But, and, and then you're like two days ahead of me, right, Steve? Yeah, we... I The Friday... Uh, the last Friday, whatever, is when I came, like when I went the thirteenth when when I got mm-hmm. back from work. Basically, came in. I leave the house at least once, twice a day though, just to walk the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, more like two to three days, but or two three times a day. But I haven't been going out really, and I've been using uh, like Instacart to do groceries and, and things like that. So I've literally like we barely left the house. Heather's barely left the house, so it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's day fourteen or so. Okay. Yeah, so that means it's day 12 for me. That's yeah. not too bad. I could I could do another week or so, but then we should wrap this up cuz I'm going a little nuts. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it might be it might be a little longer <laughs> than a week. I've been watching Trudeau's conferences every day and Same. he looks so pissed off. He's like, "Please stay home. You're all so stupid." Yeah, it's If it's, I uh... hear one more news story about a bunch <laughs> of you teenagers going outside, I am personally driving around and beating you all. Yeah, it's it's legit when the government announces that like people just coming in have to like go home and there's a serious fine and stuff if you don't. Like that's not something that the government should really be doing. So they're not doing anything illegal, right? But they're but it's basically just saying like we're going to fuck you up. If if I see you coming back from Florida and like mm-hmm. going to like the Longos or something, I'm mm-hmm. going to send this bill straight to you. For all the like bailouts that I'm gonna have to like write up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's a bit absurd. Yeah, but it's uh, <sighs> it's 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 important stuff. So I, I hope everyone's staying sane and uh, and doing their best. We're all in this together, though. So you know, we're all in this together. Well, slightly less important, but still interesting. It's games, and if you don't know, CanadianGameDevs.com podcast is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. We are supported by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash devs. So go back us there if you want special access to a Patreon-only channel on our Discord, two-day early access to this podcast, and shout-outs at the end of every episode, as well as occasional key giveaways for some hot games. Let's start with, we usually start with events. There's no in-person events happening for obvious reasons, but Interactive Ontario is hosting... A digital event and I hashtag I lunch because if you put I in front of something, it's trendy. Uh, meet the funders <laughs> virtual lunch March 31st uh, from 1230 to 2 p.m. I'm assuming Eastern because it's interactive Ontario. Yeah. Um, they'll have people there from Ontario Creates, CMF and GAC Global Affairs Canada uh, for you to listen to and ask questions of uh, if you're help if you need help getting funding for your games want to learn a bit more about you know mixed reality uh, and other interactive content you should definitely add that to your schedule what else are you doing you're stuck at home yeah exactly. go uh, what, what go, go do, do anyway? this yeah exactly <laughs> nintendo's not going to drop uh, new direct like every day for us like there's no 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 none of that <laughs> tickets are free and yeah check that out uh we'll post that on our site and it's also on interactive ontario's twitter um but other than that uh, Torontaro held a like Discord Torontaro last week. Um, they kind of like surprise announced it, so I didn't get enough time to put it up on the podcast. But I I think a lot more what would be in person gaming events are going to start to shift online. Yeah, this um, is uh, I mentioned it I think the last episode where it was just like if there was an event that you're going to or or like planning to check out or whatever, I would just check to see if it's now a virtual event because a lot of these things can be done virtually anyways. So mm-hmm. all these talks and special uh, key keynotes and stuff like that, like a lot of them are just done online or Discord or whatever, anyways. So um, I just keep keep an eye out for that. Yeah, the, the Torontaru. I've actually never been to Torontaru. It's like a popular uh, every last Wednesday of the month. I think mm-hmm. uh, they go like just invent at a bar, but it's not like structured or anything like that. I, I believe it's just sort of like you just. It's chill. like a mixer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually never gone. I was going to go to, I was going to like log in and, and go to the virtual one, but I still didn't do that. So. A bunch of people on our discord were like, I've never been cause I have like social anxiety, but I'm going to tune into this. I don't yeah. know how many people did, but if you've been nervous about going to a bar and talking to people, um, 
this might be a good opportunity to network via Discord. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to it's going to be for April too, so mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for events. Um, people are still hanging out digitally in our Discord and uh, talking about things, so join there if you want to uh, get the scoop. Now on to the news. Uh, first bit of news, uh, Gameloft, a massive game developer and publisher uh, with studios in Canada, released a survey on Canadian gaming habits. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, seven out of ten Canadians play games on mobile devices, which, you know, that makes sense to me because you just really need a phone at this point. Mm. Um, and the majority of people play in the evenings, uh, 60%. Uh, more so than night, only 30% of people play at night. Um, but they also studied a lot of the differences across province gaming habits. So, um, people in Quebec play in the evening up to 72% of the time, whereas in Alberta, about, uh, 45% play in the evenings. So I don't know what Albertans are doing in the evening, but they get their gaming done at night or in the morning. Um, so that's up on our site in full. You can read about that. Um, it's pretty interesting. They did a survey on over 2,500 Canadians age 18 or over, aged 18 or over, uh, and the study was conducted in October of last year. Um, yeah, so, uh, if you're making mobile games and want like events or timed things, this would be useful information, I think, for how to target and design your game that way. Yeah, so I was wondering, GameLoft only does mobile stuff, right? I think they've done console stuff before. They also publish. Um, and I think, let me double check their Wikipedia list of games, but yeah, their big thing now is mobile. Yeah. They've done a couple of Wii games. Um, right. yeah, it's mainly iOS and Android. They've done went PC games, DSi, Xbox live arcade. Oh, PS4, PS Vita, the dragon hunter series. Um, yeah. So, but they're mainly mobile. Oh, right. They have, I- they have, uh, dabbled in other platforms nova near orbit vanguard alliance for psp ps3 um yeah but yeah this paddington run there's a paddington endless runner oh boy steve What's i might paddington? have to check that out you know paddington bear like the they made the new movies no i don't know he's a bear and he likes marmalade it's like a uk children's book they made a movie about it oh really yeah oh th- okay that i recognize the poster now Yeah, he's got the blue trench coat and the red yeah, hat yeah, yeah. What a champ. He's there Winnie the Pooh. Which? <laughs> <laughs> um, except it's more of like a, he's in a weird situation, like in the city as a bear. It's like, it's like they're Stuart Little, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. They've made so many freaking games. Yeah. It's uh they're huge, massive, you could say, but not massive. That's another studio. Um, <laughs> so yeah, check that out on our site. Um, next up, Bioware has announced announced what am i saying steve announced a new book detailing the developers extensive 25 years of game development it's a 200 page hardcover set to release october 13th 2020 unless everything collapses by then uh and you can pre-order it now on amazon for 53.99 canadian that's more than anthem is now uh founded in edmonton alberta (laughs) Bioware uh, created several critically acclaimed franchises like Jade Empire, Mass Effect, and Dragon Age, and have created several other games like Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem. The official book description is, From the Bioware's isometric role-playing roots to its intense space operas and living worlds, chart the legendary game studio's first 25 years in this massive retrospective. There was some speculation in our Discord whether there will be anything salacious or juicy in this book i would hedge a bet on no because this obviously has to have ea's blessing but several people said they would be very interested to learn how bioware changed during ea's acquisition and in the years since um i too would be interested to know but if you're looking for that oh 2007 is when ea got them it was weird i was on their wikipedia and like so someone bought bioware and then EA bought them. So it was like one mm. removed. EA didn't buy Bioware. They bought the people who bought Bioware. I see. Yeah. And then tried to roll them in and make everyone use Frostbite and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Check that out on Amazon. I'd be, um, I'd be interested. It's got, a cool, it's got a cool book cover. 
don't know if you, uh, it's on the site, but it's like a, it's like an all black and it's like a slight silver for like the Bioware logo and the text of the book. It's, it's, it's nice. If you're a collector, this would look good next to your Dark Horse comic Mass Effect run. You know, um, I, I don't have enough gaming books. I have some Zelda stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But like actually, Historia and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, this does look pretty nice. The thing is, though, like, what a what a crappy last game to kind of t- be the tail end of this book, I guess. Really, like, after twenty five years, they got they have all this like sweet games and all this really good rapport, and then like they release Anthem, and now they're going to release mm-hmm. this book. It's just like, well, yeah. But I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see what comes out of this book if anything juicy kind of comes out. Who's like right? Like, I'm wondering. It's being designed and presented by Dark Horse, who does, um, they do a lot of video game books mm. and comics and like, I'm trying to look at my shelf here. They did Hyrule Historia, their logo's in the bottom. I have uh, the, the Art of the Uncharted trilogy. They did that too. And I think, um, they also did the, oh, what was the Last of Us comic? Hold on. I'm going to find it. Oh yeah, that, that was on my wish list for so long before I just abandoned it. I don't <laughs> see it. It wasn't. I think it was Vertigo. The rest oh, of us. I don't know. Yeah, that's what the second one should be called. That's what. Anyway, the, that's what the fourth one will be called. <laughs> no, stop! Make a new game. <laughs> Wrap it up after this one. I'm done. Uh, if it I, comes I can almost guarantee you that there's going to be a Last of Us three. Yeah, yeah. It'll have some character they introduce in this one, and then Ellie moves into the older position, kind of like how Joel was, and. It'll be whatever, but Twin Breakers is out now as of <laughs> recording. Uh, we covered our pre-release impressions last week, so if you missed that, check that out. But now it is available now from Lilimo Games, Toronto-based indie studio, uh, on PS4 and Vita, which is cross-buy. So you buy it on one, you get it on the other. Hey, bada boom, bada bing. Uh, yeah, and check out all our impressions we talked about at the end of last week's episode. Uh, Capybara Games, another Toronto indie studio, is releasing Below on PlayStation 4 April 7th. They oh, announced yes. the date. That same day, the Explore update will be coming free to all the other platforms, PC and Xbox. Uh, the Explore update features, like, uh, similar... I don't know if anyone played Soma. It was, like, uh, from the Amnesia people, like, mm. a horror, first-person horror game. I know, it was like, I never played it, yeah. Yeah, like, all these horror games have started to do a mode where... Um, you don't take damage, they can't kill you, and it's more just to like experience the game and what's going on. The explore mode seems to be like that. So when you play in explore mode, um, hunger and thirst never drain. Um, AI damage depletes health slowly, rather than there's no instant kills in the game. Spoilers, it's like the, one of the first things that happens to you, but like you'll step on a trap and just instantly die and respawn on the beach. You're like, oh shit, this is this kind of game. Um, there's permanent campfire checkpoints, whereas previously... Um, you can only like warp between them, and when you died, you had to restart. It's a roguelike, and essentially takes that out of it. So each time you die, do you go back to the beach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I so might from, now. Uh, from, would you ahead. recommend that I jump just straight into explorer mode then? Because it sounds like I will want to do that. I really like roguelikes. I never beat them, and so of course I never beat below, despite playing for like ten or fifteen hours. I feel like I got halfway through, maybe three quarters of the way through, like the the dungeon per se. But um, yeah, if you just want to smash it out and beat it, definitely do that. And then I feel like it'll give you a better gra- grasp of it if you want to go back and try the roguelike mode. That's what I'm and, thinking. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking that I'll do the easier version first, get my get my chops good, and then. And then try to like you know try to do it like legit, but um, I'm 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 stoked for this. Like I didn't think it would come out this soon. Like they just announced it like two or three weeks ago. It's weird that they just didn't announce it all together. I guess, but mm-hmm. um, April seventh, I can't wait. Like April third is is Resident Evil three, and then April seventh is Below. So first first week of April, I'm I'm set. Are you gonna beat Resident Evil three before Below comes out? No, I mean, they don't, uh, I mean, those games don't clash with each other, really, mm. in terms of, of uh, being weird to play both of them at the same time, but I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I will try, like, I'm going to be playing Resident Evil 3 the very second um, it's available to me, like, because I, I, I probably was going to pick it up on disc, but now that doesn't seem like it's possible, so I, I'll just download mm-hmm. it, <laughs> so I might just stay up, uh, play it for a little Oh, hour. do the midnight download? Yeah, I've exactly. done that a couple times. Yeah exciting stuff i know so 
I'm I'm excited. I haven't I haven't really fleshed out my Resident Evil Three plans yet because I am sort of so I, I do want to check out the multiplayer too. I don't know if I should just do the multiplayer after I complete the game. I don't know. I I, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't fleshed out my plan with it yet. But okay. Also, I misspoke. Chris Piotrowski, the creative director on below, said that the update is coming at a later date. So it's the the free update for everyone who owns the game on other platforms is not April seventh. It'll come after, but is is coming and will be free. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last bit of news today: Wheel of Fate has entered early access on Steam, developed by UDX Interactive in Vaughan, Ontario, and Game Pill. Um, their Twitter location just says canada and the united states so that's a little less easy to pin down uh, it's pitched as a unique turn-based rpg powered by artificial intelligence of course true fans of the show will remember wheel of fate on a previous wish list this uh, wheel of fate has players take control of a hero in an ancient world of providence tasked with saving the fate of the world it's 10 percent off um, for the launch week so it's only 16 dollars canadian not bad um, and it won Ubisoft's Indie Series 2019. It was one of the finalists. It was also a winner of DreamHack Anaheim's Best Indie RPG in 2019 and DreamHack Anaheim's Best RPG in 2020. So it's already got some clout behind it as it's releasing. Um, when asked why early access, they said, quote, it will allow us to make the best possible RPG we can. It's a game about a changing world, and we want players to have different experiences each time they play hence the AI. Uh, The more content we can include, the better we can achieve our goal, and with early access, we can plan our content, uh, create some events, wheel spins, and more with community participation. Uh, We want our community to help build this game as early as possible. So, check that out, and yeah, my personal approach to uh, a lot of early access games is it's like a a cheap pre-order. I did that with uh, We Happy Few on Xbox Game Preview, Um, and it's usually like half the price the full launch game will be, um so yeah if you if you want to just buy it and don't want to play it until it's like version 1.0 and uh, just let it sit in your steam library and you paid less for it there you go yeah that's it for the news this week um unless i miss anything you got anything else you want to plug uh i was trying to think actually i don't think so i mean a lot of uh a lot of a lot of people just working from home and stuff um I saw the Fallout 76 update. It was delayed by a week, but mm. that matters to no one except for me. <laughs> and probably the, you know, two other people <coughs> playing yeah, Fallout exactly. 76 on PS4. Exactly. Um, just checking now. No, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I can't think of anything, so no, we can just move on. Okay. Uh, jobs. Actually, sorry. What I, jobs? what I will say is there is a lot of games that are going on free and on sale. That's um, true just with everything going on. So like Alto's Odyssey, I think was free. I don't know if it still oh, yeah. is. It still Be- is. Yeah. I have it on my <laughs> yeah, phone Be- right here. Beam dog, uh, announced that Neverwinter nights enhanced edition is five bucks on steam, things like that. Like just, if there's a game that you've been kind of eyeing, maybe you have it on your wish list, maybe because we told you to add it to your wish list. Um, mm-hmm. check, check it out. Cause there, a lot of people are just putting their games on, on sale or on a deep discount or free entirely. free. So. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, let's plug the jobs. Let's um, do it. So, wait, gotta go to the site here. Go to kinginevs.com slash jobs to see these for yourself. Um, but I will let you know, Pixelmatic in Vancouver is looking for a senior Unity engineer and a lighting artist on a contract basis. Uh, Stitch Media in Toronto is looking for a technical artist and a Unity developer. Clipwire Games in Toronto is looking for a 2D mobile game UI artist and a lead programmer. Certain Affinities Toronto Studio is looking for a gameplay programmer, a senior gameplay programmer, and a lead designer. And Canuck Play in Peterborough is looking for a senior Unity game developer, a Unity game developer, a Unity technical animator, and a QA tester. So, if you can get to any... Well, I guess this will all be remote now, but you can still apply. And, uh, yeah, we, we actually... Remy Games, the studio I work for, just hired somebody who will be working remotely from Ontario. So if distance was an issue before, maybe reach out and like, hey, would you be open to working remotely? You never know. Shoot yeah. your shot. Yeah, the company that I work for hired someone last week and then the week before when we were all like remote. So it was very, hmm. very strange. We never onboarded anyone remotely. So it was the new experience. Hmm. But different times we're in. Different times call for different measures. Exactly. 
Anyway, check out all those jobs on the site. Now it's time, Steve, for my favorite segment of the podcast. Wishlist this. We need a cool jingle like uh, to throw in there. And then us like singing Wishlist this Wish or something. Wishlist this. Yeah, exactly. Um, this segment inspired by Stephen Brett's, rest in peace, frequent wishlisting of games while we were talking about them. Uh, so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that you can wishlist as I'm speaking to you about them. So, first up, uh, Vault Tomb of the King uh, from Eric Preston in Toronto slash London, who is actually the uh, lead audio engineer, or senior sound designer, sorry, on uh, Warframe. Shout out to that. Uh, developed in London by Digital Extremes. But Vault Tomb of the King. Control three unique heroes and brave your way through deadly enemies, puzzles, and traps in search of the fabled treasure locked inside King Allard's tomb. Um, we actually got plugged this from somebody on Twitter who like tagged us. Like, hey, could you guys get this on Wishlist This? Uh, I want to find the name to appropriately uh, thank them because it was really cool to see somebody who like knows wishlist this well, because, um, they made a couple in jokes. Like they were like, yes, it has gifts it has a in gift. the steam page. <laughs> and then at the end it was Merlo Trigo. Sorry if I messed that up, uh, from London, uh, who said, uh, an upcoming Canadian indie game with a free demo and a gif on its steam page quote, is it in your wishlist, Steve? End quote. <laughs> so shout out to Merlo and shout out to Eric Preston. Uh, it is on our wishlist now vault tomb of the King, the trailer, looks really dope it's like a top down um really smooth animations kind of looks like action puzzle it's no what's that um well it looks like uh yeah it looks like a link to the past link to the past there you go uh it looks great it sounds great and it's coming out 2020 is the current release date um i have to ask steve is it on your wish list it is perfect and i'm actually going to download the free demo right now Oh yeah, there's a free demo, and it's also on Itch.io, and I always, always encourage people to buy their games on Itch.io uh, when you can, because Itch.io gives a bigger cut to the developers, and it's just nicer for the games industry. But if you can't, or and you can always, uh, sometimes they do a Steam code too, and in that case, you just got the game for someone else to try too. I feel like I've Um, asked this before, but is there a wishlist feature on Itch.io? Yes, there is. So it's like... Uh, I don't know if you see how many, it's not a wish list per se. You can make collections. Um, and I just named one of my collections wish list and you can add things that aren't out yet to a collection. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know if the developers get any stats on how many collections you're in. Um, or if that impacts your presence in the same way that it does on steam. But the, I think the bigger cut is worth it to add it to both just in case. Um, yeah, Vault Tomb of the King, developed by Eric Preston in London, Toronto. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Slash, want to try one thing? I uh, I have to do though is go through my wish list because we've been doing this for a little bit. I want to kind of like organize this a little bit in terms of uh, you know, the ones that I'm I'm excited for because some you know I like to help out all the Canadian game devs. Like some of these, like I wish list just to help out, but mm-hmm. I want to be purchasing on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like, or something else. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to actually organize this and get it like kind of going. Also, some of these in that way the I own too. So, oh yeah, like on other platforms or yeah, just in, well, yeah, uh, just in general, or that they've given me a code for, or I bought on right. Steam or whatever. So, in some way, the itchio collections thing makes sense because then you would make one that's like Canadian indies that I want to help out and games I want to buy on Steam that aren't coming to PlayStation. Mm. But um, yeah, they they do have a GIF in their Steam page. It it is crisp. That's a good frame rate, good size. I'm pleased. And obviously, this will get more fleshed out closer to launch. And it looks like it's just one person making it. So huge up to Eric Preston. Um, yeah, he's got a dog too. There's a dog who follows you around. I I should have led with that. I kind of buried the lead there. But it looks like there's <laughs> a dog who like gets treasure and stuff for you, and it just follows you around with its tail wagging which I really like a lot. So yeah, check out that second game on wish list is today. Friend of the show, Sebastian Skeeny Sky. I always fuck that up uh, in Toronto uh, is creating a compilation of all him 
and friends free games that they've made and put up on itch.io over the years uh calling it a buttload of free games uh it's releasing next month on steam uh but adding it to your wish list helps out it's free but still put it on your wish list you get an email when it's on sale and uh the more wish list it's on the higher it appears in the steam algorithm um this is gonna have i wonder if they say exactly how many games oh, oh God, no so uh, many freaking games it's Spashy. a lot of games uh, quote, a collection of over 100 completely free small games wrapped into one convenient launcher. Slash slimes, shoot lemons, blow kisses, do art commissions, take blood, and so much more in these wacky, weird, and wild games. So shout out to Sebastian and co uh, for making all this and putting up for free for your amusement in these tumultuous times. You we can should, get a buttload uh, of free games. We should add as well, because I had trouble finding it, that it, there's two games in there that contain adult content so when mm. i tried to search it i guess i have something that says adult games don't come up or something mm. um so it didn't come up right away i don't know if that's a default thing or if i had to turn that off at some point <clears throat> but just keep an eye out for that like two or three of the games two of the games i filtered a couple out based on uh i think i have anime turned off <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> game people link me games that doesn't show up i'm like oh this is some anime shit um but steve is a buttload of free games on the wish list. It is. Perfect. Um, yeah. Wait, so you Last don't like game. anime? Is that what we're, is that what we're getting at? It's not that I don't like anime. It's that a lot of the anime games on Steam that get recommended to me are either super sexual dating sims or like <laughs> random match three games where there's just a half naked person on the side. And I'm like, I'm not going to get any of these games. So I'm just going to filter this out. And then it feels weird when I'm like, when I open steam at work or something and like something pops up, I'm like, I, I don't need that mm. not to generalize, but I'll filter that out. I, I find the anime games I want to play. Shout out to persona. Um, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Of course the best <laughs> Dragon Ball Z game ever made question mark. Uh, with the best one I've played for sure. Okay. I haven't played that. Uh, myself. Last game today. Shout out to we are Manavoid on twitter for no 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 they didn't recommend this to us they're like um group hold on there's like a group that represents montreal game developers uh shout out to antoine bordelo uh the official multimedia content producer for india asylum montreal an ecosystem of game companies and disruptive tendencies that help accelerate the tech from montreal um who represents a couple studios there borealis games of uh Australia, majors of Australia, one of them. But uh, he sent us this on Twitter, and the game is Billy Rainbow Billy, the Curse of the Leviathan. Um, which first I opened, I was like, "Oh, is this another one of those games trying to like ape the Cuphead style?" Yeah, because um, you know they have like the the half. It's like got that classic style, and it's like the big red or big green dragon and stuff. But watch the trailer; it's more of like a two point five D. Um, style with like um, some RPG elements and platforming. Well, obviously Cuphead has those platforming levels, but it's different. And I think it's different enough to, while stylistically being, a, I could see it being a little similar. It it is very is different enough, I think, to warrant warrant some attention. So uh, Rainbow Billy Curse of Leviathan quote is a creature capture single player adventure RPG in a 2.5D inspired by classic cartoons. You must defeat and capture strange monsters while bringing back color to the world you once knew. So our boy Billy here, he brings the rainbow with him and you're essentially going around in what is a black and white like old cartoon style world and adding some color to it. Isn't that what uh, what was that Mickey Mouse game for Wii? It was like Magic Mickey or something? Oh, you know, um, the, you know what ep- I'm talking epic, about? Epic, epic, epic Mickey. Yeah. Isn't isn't Epic Mickey? He has like a paintbrush, and you're going around adding color to the world. Did I, I imagine that? No, I think so. There's also a movie that stars like Tobey Maguire from like early 2000. That's basically this. Huh. That I forget. But anywho, being developed uh, in Montreal by Manavoid. Um, yeah, it's coming out uh, when the Leviathan arrives. Is what the Steam page says. Uh, so Rainbow Billy, Curse of Leviathan, check it out on Steam. Is I'm getting, it uh, your I'm getting some like Paper Mario vibes with it as well in terms of like how there's sections that are like adventure and then like the RPG. That's kind of the mm-hmm. that's kind of the gameplay style that I'm getting at. And uh, yes, it, it looks smooth. Yeah, is it coming to other consoles or other things? Do we know? 
Maybe. It doesn't say on the web or their uh, their Twitter. Let me let me check. Double, triple, triple check. Always triple check. Let's take this opportunity to just bitch out PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox <laughs> because all the wish list games have to be basically Steam games because like none of the like they don't post the games on on the PlayStation Store or whatever until mm-hmm. like pretty much they're gone. Like I was even looking at. Oh, oh they do have a PS4, Xbox, and Switch on their site. Oh, there you go. So that's another. This is another game then that I will not be picking up on Steam, but I will gladly add to the wish list. But there you go. I, what game was it? I feel like it was Resident Evil Three. I couldn't. No, okay, Resident Evil Three. You can. That's been a while. There was a game that comes out like fairly soon that I was just mm-hmm. like, I'll just add to the wish list, and I. Oh yeah. I couldn't add, and I was like, Were you trying to do that on the podcast? Because I remember we were like, This comes out in like a week. Why isn't it on the PlayStation Store yet? I think uh, so. It's because they want to have control over like everything launching at the same time, whereas Steam doesn't care. Like Every week, the PlayStation Store updates on a day, and everything goes up at the same time. Yeah. But well, that's just an excuse. I know. It's. I hope they improve that shit with PS5. Because, like, why wouldn't... Like, what's the harm? Like, don't you want people to kind of, like, be wishless in this shit? Because, like, Nintendo at least emails me when, when stuff goes on sale, but... Mm-hmm. Sony doesn't email me when anything on my wish list goes on sale, so it's just nope. like I have twenty things on here, seventeen things. I think yep. I can think I can clear some of this shit out. But, but it's just like, Steve, just the me. PlayStation Store has been a mess since launch. Like, do you remember the first PlayStation Store on the PS3? Just, yeah, it was just like a uh, it was just a browser. It was just a browser. <laughs> it was it was uh, PlayStation Store has always been playing catch up, in my opinion. Resident Evil Two also, is twenty six dollars. I'm very tempted to pick this up again. Resident Evil 2 remake or the OG? Yeah. No, the remake. The remake's twenty six bucks. Yeah, that's that's a steal. Because I had it on disc and then I traded in, and it's, it's like one of the few games where I'm like, oh, I traded in too soon. Hmm. That's why I never trade anything in. Can't get that regret. I guess no regret, Steve. But there's way more games that I don't regret than than I do regret. So mm. there's that. Drink water, everybody. Wash your hands and. Uh, Maintain that meter distance. Two meters. That's it. Two meters. Two meters. Two meters distance. People are not doing that. Every time I go for a walk, and it's okay. I'm just gonna. I don't want to generalize, but it's old people. Uh, I'm usually walking with my girlfriend. We go single file. We go to the edge of the sidewalk, and this old couple will just saunter by, like brush past us, like. And I'm like, okay, you could easily go single file too, and we could, you know, try and not kill you, but. Um, yeah, there seems to be a disregard, is all saying. Maintain that two-meter distance, please. Yeah. I, I've had similar experiences, because I have to go out two or three times, like I, like I said earlier, I've gone out like two or three times a day just to walk my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's times where like I just jump onto the grass or whatever just to avoid mm-hmm. people, but it seems like I'm doing that more than other people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we're all like, like Trudeau said, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see angry Trudeau. He's already going to. Oh, people. <laughs> he's growing that beard for his like evil phase. So oh, don't want to get on his bad side. Anywho, that's it for my TED talk and wish list this for this week. Uh, let's move on to our most recent segment, Vintage Canadian Games of the Week. In this segment proposed by Steve two weeks ago, we highlight each a game from Canada's rich game development history that we think people might have overlooked forgotten about or want to check out uh i'm gonna go first this week i want to highlight super motherload from xgen studios in edmonton it was released on november 15th in the year 2013 simpler times for microsoft windows and then it came to ps3 and then playstation 4 uh quote set on mars in an alternate cold war era super motherload is a one to four player couch co-op digging adventure with storyline by image comics curtis weeb famous comic artist a fully voiced cast of soviet and american characters in a procedurally generated world that changes every time you play uh this game is lovely i like it a lot um it's currently sitting at a 70 percent how do they convert the steam reviews onto like the google thing when you google something i don't i don't buy that Oh, I have no idea. It's currently sitting at mostly positive on Steam. Um, 
and it's actually oh it's on sale for the next two days so patrons you might be able to get it in time everyone else sorry you just missed it um and it's also on ps4 it's not on sale there though i checked steve because mm. i know that's a deciding factor i'm going to add but, it to the wish list if you want to play the little ding here i can play the ding here yeah oh wait yeah. i have it purchased you bought this on steam i no on ps4 i have it oh on ps4 you own this i guess was it a ps plus game at some point it might have been. I don't think so. I'll download, um, I'll download it to my PS4 right now. Oh, wait. Let's check yeah. out the trophies, though. Ooh, ooh, true. Can't risk it. Yeah. I would recommend Super Motherload to anybody who is a fan of couch co-op games, is a fan of procedurally generated games where you, mm. you know play over and over and you get better. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, or is a, a fan of Soviet accents, as I am. Uh, if you fit into one, two, or all three of these categories, I recommend you check out Super Motherload on Steam or PS3 or PS4. Man, I haven't opened a PS3 store in a long time. Oh, I had that... to do it uh, recently because I have the PS3 or whatever, and and um, my brother's old PS3, and I was doing, I was trying to, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood has like free DLC part of it or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to download it, but it took it took way too. I was just like, I don't care about this at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just take way too long. Um, Super Motherload, by the way, was a free PlayStation Plus game on August first, twenty seventeen. I guess August to September, basically. Hmm. I so might I, have got it then too, but I I remember playing it like back in high school. So that was like when it was on PC to start. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, so it might be in your library if you're one of those people who adds it every week. It might be in your library. I'm downloading it right now. Give it a download and let me know what you think. Next, Steve, what is your vintage Canadian game of the week? Mine is uh, Child of Light. So this came up in conversation between you and I because we were kind of just privately chatting about, I guess we were debating Ubisoft versus EA. You mentioned about Mm -hmm. how Ubisoft has kind of had these like indie games that are the smaller bite-sized games and then just sort of abandoned it, whereas EA has kind of kept going with it. Mm-hmm. Child of Light was one of those games uh, released in April 30th, 2014. It's pretty much on everything, including Switch, PS4, Xbox One. But uh, but I think originally it was like a PC game. I played it on Vita back in the day. Um, but it's, it's basically a turn-based RPG with some um, some like timing-based mechanics. Uh, and, and it's like a little bit of a platformer too. Like you're like you're like floating, and need to kind of find you know different areas of the world. Um, so to, to quote. Aurora, a young girl from 1895 Austria, awakens on the lost fairy tale continent of Lemuria. To return home, she must fight against the dark creatures of the Queen of the Night, who has stolen the sun, the moon, and the stars. At stake is not only Lemuria, but Aurora's true destiny. It's Ooh. uh, it's a bite-sized little thing. It's it's awesome. Like I remember just falling in love with this game um, back in the day. Ubisoft mm-hmm. Montreal, you know. They're obviously done with it because I think, if I recall, like I think it sort of opens up to like a sequel. Um, yeah, it was part of their. It wasn't no, it was UB Art. Like uh, they had yeah. this. It was UB Art framework which appeared in front of Raymond and Valiant Hearts in this. And they, where they were kind, kind of, of experimenting with like a more indie-looking approach to games. Yeah, exactly, and they've abandoned it or whatever. But this Child of Light is great. I mean, I guess like they didn't completely abandon it because it was ported to Switch, mm-hmm. um, but they were obviously not making another one. So I would recommend Child of Light. It's a great game. I would too. Uh, I played it on PS4, and I think I got all the trophies because it was a pretty easy get. It was, yeah. And uh, my favorite thing about Child of Light, which I saw so many reviews complain about, which I didn't get, but um, all of the dialogue and like exposition of the game is written oh. in rhyme. Yes, yeah, and it's so good because sometimes they have to rhyme things, and you know, every time you rhyme, it gets silly. But there's some like I found it really endearing uh, dialogue between Aurora and these other characters where they're all just rhyming things, and uh, they like kind of poke fun at a bit where Aurora's like, "Why, why did you rhyme that?" And uh, <laughs> that was one of the cutest parts of the game for me. It's also, I think, I would say my favorite turn-based RPG because. I don't really like turn-based RPGs because I'm a very impatient person. So, like, Final Fantasy, Wargroove, even Persona to a bit. I like Persona for all, like, the social stuff. But Child of Light has this bar at the bottom with a little icon for every person who can make an action. And they all move at different speeds. And whoever gets to the end takes their turn next. 
And so that makes it into more of like a real time thing where like, depending on how you buff or debuff your enemies, you can like make yours move faster or theirs, theirs move slower. And then like my best turns were like when I got all of my characters to go like almost twice before the enemy gets to go once. And uh, that added something to it. I really liked yeah, that actually that's the that's the mechanic they use in World of Final Fantasy, which was a game I've been playing a little bit. Um, and then the timing based stuff is very like kind of Paper Mario ish as well. But it's it's awesome. I would recommend. I mean, Charlie, like it's probably actually I think it was free. On it's Steam. been on everything. It was a Games of Gold. It was probably a PS Plus game. Um, also, the soundtrack. Uh, I forget her name, but like Core Core Pirate, I think was like a, a like a semi famous. <laughs> pianist or singer they got to uh, do the soundtrack to this and then when i first played this game um back in 2014 i then just went and listened to all their stuff on spotify and i really liked it so the the soundtrack this game also owns there's uh oh, it's 14.99 on steam mm-hmm. and for some reason for, for obvious reason it's 26.99 on switch mm-hmm. why the hell not? yeah because uh that that portability factor you know oh my god just, i don't know uh, it was also free this week on Uplay, free in that you had to download Uplay, but um, <laughs> that was an opportunity. By the time you're listening to this, it's gone, sorry. But uh, yeah, so they're they're obviously still doing what they can with it. Um, I miss Ubisoft's indie stuff so much, Steve. Valiant Hearts, Grow Home, Child of Light, and Rayman uh, Legends. Probably my four favorite, one of my four favorite Ubisoft games of the past like decade or so like those are so unique interesting beautiful games that makes me so sad they stopped doing it and when I was at Gamescom I was talking to some developers there who uh, are in indie developers in France now and they talked about how um, Ubisoft Montpellier which was the studio kind of like who did some of these games like Valiant Hearts and I think Grow Home or a couple other ones who like helped on these games and sort of worked on the UV art framework after they kind of like shuttered all that, a bunch of them were like, we don't really want to work on Ghost Recon or Watch Dogs or anything. So we're all just going to peace. And so a bunch of like little indie studios sprung up in France after that because they wanted to do what they wanted, more creative indie stuff like this. So yeah. I always find that really sad. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at the UBR framework, like Wikipedia page. So from 2011 to 2015, there looks to be about 10 games or so. A lot of them are Rayman. Uh, like Rayman Jungle Run, which was the iOS game. <laughs> Rayman Origins, Legends were the two big ones. Child of Light. Origins and Legends are, are amazing. And all of Rayman Origins is in Rayman Legends. Is it really? Which, yeah, you can play every single level from Origins in Legends. Oh. Uh, and you, you get a couple of trophies for doing that. But um, yeah, I, I got I play all Origins. The... I played Origins. Uh, I played Legends, but I didn't play Origins. So I didn't know like it was repeat or whatever. Yeah, at some point in Legends, you get one of the paintings that's just all the origin levels. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Gra- Legends Gravity, is great. Valiant Hearts, Gravity Falls, Rayman Adventures, and then... Gravity Falls? Like the TV show? Gra- it's called Gravity Falls Legend of the Gnome Gem- Gemlets. Oh, so, that, is, that would be the TV show. I didn't know they did a Gravity Falls mobile game. It was a, th- game. It was a 3DS game. A, a 3DS game? Oh, so it probably wasn't... Eh. They, they keep doing those, like cartoon mobile title like they did a uh, an adventure time one for 3ds was really bad it's so uh, i'm assuming yeah it good. has a 46 on metacritic apparently yeah probably not so that's the oh, game well. that killed ub art framework then was gravity falls <laughs> legend of the gnome gemulets uh it has a five out of five stars from walmart.com uh one based on three reviews so who do you trust more the people at metacritic or the three people who bought this on Walmart. Neither them, Personally, to be I trust Walmart. <laughs> Neither of them, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, probably. Um, so yeah. Rip <laughs> UB framework or UB art and uh Shout out Light. Sh- yeah, but shout out to EA for uh EA Originals, you know, the CS Solitude, which I think you played, right? Yeah, I played uh I applied them to it not too long ago. So it showed up as free on EA Access, which by the way, EA Access is a great, great thing. If you like sports games. If you don't like sports mm-hmm. games, it's probably not worth it. But Mm-hmm. Um, e access is really awesome because it's like five bucks a month or something like thirty bucks a, like a year. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's CS cheaper Solitude than is... if you bought a new sports game that year. I know, and you can just wait. Like I bought Star Wars Jedi because you get a ten percent discount too. So I bought Jedi's uh, and saved like ten bu- or eight bucks on it, which mm-hmm. right there, like you know, that was awesome. And then you know, 
NHL's on there and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, because they, they want everyone to have it so that you buy their freaking like like all in-game the, stuff, all the in-game shit. But CSL two just kind of popped up there, and uh, I played it, liked it. It was uh, it was a little too depressing. Um, mm. You know, good thing I didn't play it now. I played it just before oh, yeah. this COVID stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, even like like Heather was listening to me play it, and she was just like, "This game is a little too much." And I'm like, "It is a little, it's a little too much." But you know, it, it was good. I did enjoy it. EA Access, good times. And all their other originals, I love A Way Out, uh, Unravel. I didn't play Fee, but I you know watched some impressions. They've kind of like picked up doing kind of indie publishing where. A lot of other AAA publishers don't. I was thinking so. about this because I think like EA, they must just think we got our FIFA money. We can't mm. release more FIFAs. Like they can't release. They release an extra one when the World Cup happens, but they can't release like two Maddens a year. Mm-hmm. You've already given them a, right, so they release it and they, it goes on sale during the playoffs and all the stuff for the FIFA Madden, et cetera, et cetera. So they just, I think they just like internally, they're just like, okay, well. The company just survives on FIFA and Madden. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, they're just like, all right, we got the Star Wars license. We'll make games there. We'll, we'll try out these indie games or whatever. Because like, I'm sure all these things like are profitable to a sense. But even the ones that aren't, they probably still stick around for a little bit. EA is obviously getting on a lot of shit lately because they canceled like 18 different Star Wars games. And they closed uh, the Dead Space studio and stuff like that. So they're not like mm-hmm. completely forgiven. But I feel and like, Anthem. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and Anthem was obviously just a giant, colossal piece of shit. But I think, like, internally they're just like, all right, we can experiment and do whatever we want because FIFA alone probably just funds, like, that studio, like, that entire publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, I don't know what I was really getting at. Shot a light. Pick it up. Pick it up. Vintage Games of the Week. Uh, if you have a Vintage Game of the Week you think we should cover, don't tell me because I like coming up with these. But send us your wish list this. Uh, and <laughs> lastly, let's talk about what we've been playing. Steve, somehow last week, both you and I didn't talk about Animal Crossing New I Horizons. Know. I know. We both realized like 10 minutes after we stopped recording, we're like, wait a minute. I, we must have got on a tirade about something. Or I think we were talking about Twin Breaker impressions and we both just so. forgot. Yeah. But um, yeah, you and I have both been playing Animal Crossing. You and I, I think, have different opinions about the, the whole in-game achievement system. <laughs> um so why don't you go first what what do you think of animal crossing uh i like it so i'm really just living vicariously through my wife because she mm-hmm. really loves animal crossing she's making the island this dope amazing place to live she's going to different islands and getting me all the different fruit and stuff and planting it for me to then pick later on mm-hmm. um i'm enjoying it it's not it's not really like like it's not a game that i completely like love or whatever like i enjoy playing it. it's it's a lot of fun and it's a, super charming it's cute and um but it's not like i i think if you know heather wasn't playing it, i would probably just play it for like five hours and just be like all right cool i'm done um i like the nook miles thing it's so annoying when nintendo puts all this all these achievement like systems in their freaking games and then don't fucking make like a global kind of achievement system it's so irritating but i like the nook miles because it's just like extra little grindy stuff that you can kind of get it's um and uh, yeah, the island, our island's like doing it pretty well. We got apples growing as our like kind of base fruit, but we got some cherries and we got some oranges, uh, pineapple or not pineapples, coconuts. Um, mm. I, I got the sec or the third house. I just paid it off last night. It was a little slow at the beginning with two people on the island because it's just like it, you literally have to wait a day for stuff to like happen mm-hmm. uh, for like the museum to start and stuff like that. Um, but it's dope. I mean, I I'm a pretty uh, like newbie when it comes to like Animal Crossing, I played the 3DS game a little bit, and then I just gave it to Heather, and 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 then this. I haven't played any of the other ones in the past, so um, as a new as a new fan, as a casual fan to it, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Hmm. Yeah, my other friend uh, Tyler, he's been playing on the same island with uh, his girlfriend, but she started the island, so he's been really bummed about all the limitations on like everyone who's not the resident um, island representative or whatever um because there's limitations on what you can do as someone else who lives on the island right oh really i didn't see i didn't even know i just let her kind of do everything Mm -hmm. and and she's actually playing under my account because um because it has the online feature Mm -hmm. and so i'm playing under her account so she just she's but wait doesn't everyone on the switch like if your profile is on someone's switch you have it don't you get it the online switch online 
No, it's like per profile, or you could pay. For really? The yeah, or you could pay for the family one. That's wild, because on Xbox, everyone who's on an Xbox has gold if someone has it. Oh, really? Yeah. I think for PS4, I think if you are playing with someone who has it, like if you're playing Call of Duty split screen, I don't even know if they still do split screen, but if you're playing, if like my buddy's over and we're playing split screen on PS4, he can jump online with me, mm-hmm. but but like Heather has her own account. I don't think she can then go online, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure because... It doesn't really matter. In the end, it doesn't really matter, like, because we have the family account with, like, her family and stuff, and it just works out. Like, I don't really need, like, <clears throat> to me, Animal Crossing is just the game that I, like, GTA Five and a few of these games where it's, like, other people are just, like, enjoy it way more, and I'll just live vicariously through them. Like, my friend is, like, a multimillionaire in GTA Five. He's bought a lot of shark cards. He has, like, all the fun shit that you need in the game. I've only ever <laughs> played the game with him, and it's super fun. Uh, so Animal Crossing is like similar to me for me where it's just like I'll just like I'll, she Heather's just doing all the dope shit for the island and I'll just like live on her island I have no problem like you know not being able to I didn't even know that I didn't even know like I couldn't do stuff I just mm-hmm. help, I, help, I help pay for the bridge and then I'm good to go <laughs> and then she brings home the bacon pretty much excellent although, although she she planted a lot of oranges for me so I, I got to like buy off my house because she just planted like there was like forty trees of oranges, so um, so she's helping me out. She want, I think she's trying to get me to play much more. Than <laughs> I oh man! So you guys are playing on the same Switch, so like she plays it and then hands it off to you, or do you play it in the morning and she plays in the afternoon? Uh, like she plays like while I'm working or whatever, or in, okay. when Sophia's like sleeping, and then uh, and then we just kind of take turns from it. But we all we try we've logged in each day because we gotta get the Nook Miles or whatever. You gotta yeah. Okay, Steve. So I want to preface everything I'm about to say with, I love it. I play like a couple hours every day since I got it. It's gorgeous. It sounds great. It's smooth. It's funny. So the characters are genuinely funny. Yeah. And there is a lot of yeah, yeah. In the game. It's cute. All that, out, all that out of the way. I hate the Nook Miles. I hate <laughs> item degrading, like breaking, and then you make new ones. I hate you can only craft one of something at a time. You can't mm. craft anything in bolt. Those yeah. are my big three. I hate Nook Miles because for me and the 3DS one, I played that game uh i guess every day for about an hour for like a couple years so new leaf is probably my favorite nintendo game maybe my favorite one of my favorite games ever and my favorite thing about the day was just wake up you know i'd go do my routine do what i wanted to do and it was about just kind of like my my veg out time Mm -hmm. and now that there's these notification there's notifications like it's a mobile game where it like pops up like oh you've redeemed this and you have 12 hours to complete this and it's like gamifying it in a way i don't want and is not the experience i wanted from animal crossing where like the little notification pops up like you can redeem your 200 nook miles and oh look now you've got a new uh challenge you can do that's and then the times two ones for that day, you want to get done that day or you'll miss out on that. Um, and then like login bonuses for the ATM is not what I wanted. I'm okay with it. I'm going to keep playing it. But I just, I just want to let them know that I'm unhappy with that. It is Item very, degradation. It is very mobile gamey. Like the login. It's so gamey. Like yeah. It's, I, I like it in the sense that it just gives you like kind of more tasks to do. Like, I felt like with the 3DS game, it was just like, it was a lot of self-motivating stuff. So if you mm-hmm. didn't want to do it, then it was just like, I just didn't do it. And I think that's why I kind of gave Heather the game like so soon after I bought it. So I was just like, this is fun. But like eventually it's just like, I'm done. I'm just tired of like donating shit to the museum. Because that was like the 3DS game, at least for me, other than paying off your house, the museum was like the only kind of end game, like any task that you had to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't really stress out about the Nook Miles like I stress out about trophies. Like I just I, I look at them and then when I get Nook Miles, I just do it. I don't really and I just buy stuff for my house. Like I don't really worry about going to other islands because again, I'm just like Heather can worry about that shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't. So yeah, it is a very like mobile gamey, um, but I can see why people like wouldn't like it. Yeah, I don't. That was the biggest thing for me. I I don't like it being gamified like that because for me it was more of a zen, my my own thing experience. That's fair. Item degradation um, is like garbage though. I, I do and the item degradation. Oh my! The first time something broke, it was like, uh oh. I was like, wait, what do you mean it broke? I got a fish here. I'm trying to catch it. No, it was. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, another thing. And, and another unpopular opinion I had when Breath of the Wild came out is I didn't like. 
item degradation in that. So I hope this isn't a trend, but, um, yeah. And the, and like you can collect those manila clams and then I want to make a bunch of fish bait, but you have to make it one at a time. Mm-hmm. There's no option to like mass make things unless I haven't unlocked it yet. The, the gating in this game is pretty spaced out. So I could see that being something maybe I get later when I build like a more advanced bench, maybe. But maybe. Um, I think the bench is titled like beginner's bench or something like that. So yeah. Is, so, so, so maybe possible. that is something, but even from the get go, it's annoying. So yeah, there you go. Those are my complaints. I love it. I'm gonna keep playing it every day. Um, cause I gotta get those friggin' ATM rewards. And also like <laughs> I did everything in new leaf except for, I didn't find all the bugs or so. Cause I don't time traveler stuff. So yeah, I have I a couple either. of bug I was missing. I'm like, oh, I can't only get this in eight months. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to stress about that. So, yeah, the only thing, like, I did everything else in New Leaf. I fully upgraded my house, built pretty much everything you could around town, um, collected all the fossils, um, yeah, built every side thing. And I have all the amiibos now. One of my things when I got this is, like, I, I got, I was missing four amiibos because I had all the other ones from New Leaf. But yeah, I got them all on my desk right here. Maybe oh, yeah, we haven't tried. On the we have notes. an Amiibo. I forget who. Can you use them in New Leaf? I haven't even tried. You mean in... Uh, oh, sorry, in a New Horizons. New Horizons? Uh, yeah, I think I think you can use Amiibos. I don't know what... What do they do? I, Amiibo I support New Horizons. Because in the 3DS one... I don't even remember what they did in the 3DS one. Um, what does it say here? Game director Aya... Yogo Go confirmed that they will support it, and what do they do? And there's 50 amiibo cards. Jeez. Wait, no. There's 400 total amiibo cards. That can't be right. Oh Jesus, really? That can't be right. Uh, amiibo figures will summon uh, that specific villager to visit your town. Um, but the cards allow them to move in if you have space. I don't know what that means, but that's okay. Um, I I like them because they, they look cute and they sit on my desk. The only Amiibo I've ever actually used was my Smash one because I trained a Samus to, like, because in Smash 4, they would tech, supposedly, hypothetically, train and learn from you and, like, get better at beating you. I don't know how true that was. It was definitely so not true. I tried that. <laughs> And then I got it to level 50 and just kept beating it. So I was like, eh. But yeah, they just look cool. Um, anyway, that's that's our opinion on New Horizons. Um, have you played anything else this week, Steve? I uh, played Ring Fit pretty much every day, which is good. <sighs> you out. lost five pounds. I lost five pounds. A little, little concern in the Discord, which I appreciate. I uh, Looking out for your health, Steve. It just reminded me of, of the first summer I ever lived away from home. I lost like 80 pounds in like three months because I was so poor. Uh, I was not healthy. Um, <laughs> so losing five pounds in like a week is what is meh. Um, but I've been playing some Rain Fit. There's been a lot of fun. Got up early today to do like a session. Um, and playing Evil Within 2, just trying to finish. That's the game I'm trying to finish before Resident Evil 3 because like those are obviously very complimentary games. Just want to finish it. It's still weird. It's still mechanically sound, but it's just it's just weird. I just don't understand what the hell's going on on it. <laughs> uh, and and thanks to your recommendation on on the vintage game last week, I been uh, I downloaded Mark of the Ninja and been playing that. So I'm, I'm only yes. like two or three levels in, but it's awesome. Like I don't know. It's tight. Yeah, I don't know how I missed it the first time. I guess because it was an Xbox exclusive, and then yeah, it was a live arcade, summer of arcade game. Yeah, so I, I just missed it entirely. But it's like I I don't even really remember it being out. Like I just don't like I just remember the name and just never looked at it. Um, but mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like it's yeah. I don't I don't know what else I can say that I'm sure wasn't said like eight years ago when it first came out. But mm-hmm. it's great. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's the story. I think is like pretty cool. There's I, it's I don't know, really cool. I'm guessing this is only in this edition, but there's like developer commentary stuff as well. So it's like explain some of the setup that the developers like made and like some of the decisions they made, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, so just kind of need to see that, but it's awesome. Excellent. Um, I hope you'll try Super Motherload this week. I, uh, I have it downloaded. Wait. I mean, I, I own it. So Perfect. Try it. The trophies well, well, aren't that bad, so there's no platinum, okay. but you know, it's, it's fine. They're indies. You got you know, cut them some slack. Yeah, it's an indie from like because indies up until a few years ago would never have platinum, so mm-hmm. it's fine. And there's not like 
you know, the first couple trophies, you, it looks like if you beat the game, you get, like, most of them, and then it's just, like, beat it on. Complete the game in under an hour, though, is, like, the last, uh, is a gold trophy, so. Ooh, gotta get good, Steve. Yeah, get good. So I'll, I'll try I've, that out. I'll try that out. I pretty much just only played Animal Crossing this week. Oh, and I'm still playing Persona, but people are sick of that. It's a good game. Um, I got to the fourth castle now. Oh, my God, so. you're still only, oh, it's going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, it's like apparently 80 to 120 hours is like the playtime, depending on how slow you go. So yeah. this will be like my 2020. If I beat this game this year, I'll be impressed. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of play it like a TV show. You know, tune in, play a couple hours, and I'm done. It's so good, though. Have I been playing it? I feel like I have played something else. I bought Space Dave. Have you heard of... Uh, Woe Dave, it was like a oh yeah yeah I remember you know Woe Dave. you know Woe Dave they have a new one it's not that new called Space Dave, and it went down to like a dollar seventeen or something on Switch and I was like okay they're practically giving it away so I bought it on my Switch I've been playing it Woe Dave if you don't know is kind of like OG Mario Bros where it's like the turtles coming out of the pot it's like you and Luigi and you're just trying to oh yeah take out enemies and build up score. Like it's just like that single screen arcadey feel. They're really trying to ape that. Um, but it's way faster, way tighter. And, uh, they created a, a sequel that's kind of doing that, but for a- for, um, space invaders and that's space Dave. Oh, so I really like it and I'm really bad at it, but I will, I will keep playing it. It was so cheap. And I loved Woe Dave so much. I was like, okay, I, I got to do that. They're from um, Los Angeles, I think. So not Canadian related, but they, they made some good games. So. I did I did pick up this like train game on Switch for literally a penny. Oh, uh, wow. One gold coin. <laughs> and I was like, the art seems good enough that I will just pick this up. It's so weird how, how they like they have these games that are just like pennies or a dollar. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I've bought a few of them just because you get them from, like, I have gold coins, so I'm just like, whatever, this is, um, yo, I'm, I'm enjoying the Space Dave stuff, actually. Space Dave's great. Woe Dave, Woe Dave's better. In my, I, I like Woe Dave more because I'm more of a, you know, platformer, classic Mario type thing. Yeah. But uh, Space Dave is also really good. And it's widescreen, whereas, like, Woe Dave was, like, 4 by 3 So, you know, it was made for older. It's so, like, like, some of those classic classic in quotes like five ten years ago indie games like nuclear throne is still four by three so they just put like a png on the side to like fill the black space (laughs) but uh yeah uh yeah definitely definitely check out whoa dave and space dave space dave's good um yeah that's it for what we've been playing next week hopefully steve talks with super mudload i would play child light again but no wait i have it on xbox so i'll just go get those achievements they're easy peasy um yeah, I'll play Chalet. You play Super Mario Load. Keep playing Animal Crossing. Who knows what else will come out this week? Oh well, Resident Evil uh, Three comes out on Friday, so I will definitely. Oh, okay. Well, you'll be, be talking about Resident Evil Three oh, yeah. next week. I will definitely be talking about Resident Evil Three. Wait, when's it come out? Friday, Friday. the third. Yeah. Ooh. 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 I am so excited. I can't. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I can't. Yeah. Wait. Excellent. I actually downloaded the original on Vita too because I was going to just like I was just going to kind of just play it and just. To, get a feel of it again i might i have it i might i might do that i've played that game a couple times i i'm actually not a big or i wasn't a big resident Evil 3 person as i was resident Evil 2 like resident Evil 2 i knew like inside and out uh resident mm-hmm. Evil 3 much less so because it was only on ps1 and dreamcast mm-hmm. or whatever um or sega saturn so i'm very uh i'm very excited for resident Evil 3 i cannot wait and i'm actually buying Excellent. my friend playstation plus so he'll play the freaking multiplayer version with me Oh, wow. So if you want to play Resident Evil 3 multiplayer, which might be awful. In fact, it is most likely awful, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I feel uh, like I, I wouldn't have high hopes for it. I told him I would play it first for like an hour and then buy him PS Plus based off that decision. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I can't, oh, I can't wait, actually. So I wish it was now. All right, so tune in next week to hear Steve rave about Resident Evil 3. Um, but in the meantime, of course, stay hydrated, wash your hands, 25, 30 seconds. Uh, don't maintain touch your that, face. Don't touch your face. Maintain that two meters. Open doors with your feet. I've been doing that, you know? Um, like when I'm out somewhere trying to go into, a, go into a store or something, I like sort of like hold it open with my foot. Pro, pro strats, you can keep that one. 
Um, but yeah, that's it for episode 135. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running and covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Get to early access to the show, special channel on our Discord, as well as our undying gratitude towards folks like these lovely supporters. Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, and Slaughter uh, Neko. And I want to highlight we have a couple new patrons. So big shout out to Stacey H., Mark Mitchell, Ken Dow, and uh, oh, did I already say Nicholas Zorko? I'm, I don't want to double dip. No, Nicholas Zorko. Oh, I did say him. Well, you got said twice. Congrats, Nick. Uh, but yeah, thank you to our new patrons. <laughs> we hope you enjoy the show and our content and join us on the Discord for some good fun. And you, too, non-patrons, come to the Discord as well. We would love to have you. Where can people find you on the internet, Steve, if they wish to do so? Uh, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter. Stephen L. Crane 8 on Instagram. There's sometimes an 8. Um, but Canadian Game Does is where I want you to go. Come to the Discord. Come to Twitter. All that good stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. I mean, I really just post photos of my daughter on the other stuff and make jokes because there's no sports. So like, what the f- like? What am I even supposed to be doing? <laughs> uh, play, uh, simulate the season in a video game. You know how uh, they do like the sim mode where you can just see who would win. Yeah, there's this writer for the Blue Jays that's actually simming the baseball season because um, it was supposed to start a couple days ago. So he's like simming baseball with some like there's this like nerd fantasy fantasy. Uh, like website thing that people use. I don't know it that well, but he's like writing an article as if it was like a game that was actually played. <laughs> oh man, that's kind of sad, but also kind of funny. And what's what's worse is I've been reading them, so I'm just like, oh, oh no, <laughs> Steve. Uh, it's so okay. It's... Resident Evil come out soon, and you can forget forget everything else. I know. I can't wait. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, Stephen Riley. S T E P H A N R E I L O Y. Uh, and yeah, and also go to the site, KaneganNibs.com, where we're posting much more frequently now because I'm at home and I think I, I'm trying to put in more effort with that. So uh, hopefully I'm doing at least one or two articles a day. So if you got stuff you want to cover, press releases, whatever, hit us up. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you stay safe out there. Until next week, goodbye. Bye. Nintendo's useless. I get, I, I've been getting ads for Ring Fit for like two weeks, and every time I click on them, it takes you to the page, and I'm like, uh, I'd like to buy now, and then it's like sold out everywhere. Fuck you. I'm like, oh, okay, stop sending me ads then.